all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, take over, take over. With somebody acting like God had done something for him. Watch this. Uh, let's just shift up our word. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer. I'm a doer. This word has given me life and life more abundantly. Let me hear it real loud. Hallelujah. Go to John 15 and 1. John 15, 1. Hallelujah. Uh, please understand, uh, as long as your confession is you're getting ready to be or you're about to be, you will never apprehend. Uh, so our confession, Bible says, call things that what? Be not as though they were. So our confession is not we're on our way to the promise. Our confession is we're in the promise, and proof I'm in the promise are the giants that show up. That, that, that's proof that I'm there. Uh, giants don't show up when you're in the wilderness. They don't show up when you ain't doing nothing. Proof that you're doing the right thing is that giants keep standing up and trying to. Uh, Genesis 15.1. I meant Genesis. Y'all supposed to be in the spirit. You're going to go to John too, but not, not now. Genesis 15, 1. No, I said Genesis. No, I'm going to look at the tape. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis 15, 1. Uh, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid. Abram, I am your shield and I am your exceedingly great reward. You, you, you missed it. God said, Stop thinking that that man is your exceedingly great reward. Stop thinking that house is your exceedingly great reward. Stop thinking that relate. God says, I am your exceedingly great reward. Uh, but Abram said, Lord, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Uh, he's saying, God. I hear you telling me that you're my reward and that I'm blessed, but my circumstances don't look like that. Ah. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, 
but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars uh, 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 if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Watch this. Verse 6, here it is. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. One more. Go to John 20. John 20. I'm going to help your neighbor. Because uh, this week they've been wavering and wondering whether or not it was really going to happen and God was really going to do it and whether or not how it was going to happen. Like Mary, Lord, how can this be? I've never known a man. How, how are you going to do something so incredible and it doesn't make no sense? Ah, I can't get nobody saying that. All right. John 20, go to verse 25. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. He said, unless I see something, I'm not going to believe anything. And your neighbor's issue, not yours, your spiritual, your neighbor's issue is before they'll step out in faith, they want to see something first. And I need to make an announcement to you. What God has for you, you can't be a CNI saint and think, ah. Watch this. After eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas whipped them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing that does somebody say don't be unbelieving you need to believe like never before and thomas answered and said to him my lord and my god jesus said to him thomas because you have seen me you have believed but blessed are those who have not seen and still believed look at your neighbor say neighbor i got one question for you today do you really believe? Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak to us, your people, now. We open our ears. We have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. High five somebody on your way down and say, neighbor, do you believe? Watch this. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. You can tell what a person believes by how they live. Uh, please understand, people believe in the law, whether or not you approve of them or not, you believe in the law. The reason I know that is because you follow the law. Uh, let me tell you how much you follow the law. If you know you were going a little bit over the speed limit, if you see the police driving by, you'll turn your radio down and you'll slow your car down as if the radio's got something to do with the speed you're driving simply because you believe the law. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And because you believe that, it changes what you do. It changes how you live. Please understand, you believe in gravity. The reason I know you believe in gravity is because none of you have got on top of this building and tried to jump off and say, the Lord is going to carry me. I believe I can fly. I, it, 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 ain't nobody done that. And so because you believe in gravity, it changes how you what? Live. Please understand, many scientists, whether or not they say they have faith or not, they do because they come up with outlandish theories without any definite proof. They're more believers sometimes than saints. 
Please understand, you believe in salvation. Please understand, you believe you're saved because when you confessed it with your mouth and believed it in your heart, the book said that you were saved. However, I don't know about you, but I never got a certificate of salvation from God. Now, you may get one from the church, but you ain't got, you ain't got one from God. Heaven has not sent you a fact saying you are saved. But because I know I'm saved by faith, because I believe I'm saved, it changes how I live. Are you getting this? The word believe, here's what it means. It means to have confidence in the truth, the existence, or the reliability of something, although without absolute proof that one is right in doing so. Y'all ain't saying that. What's this? To believe is to have confidence in the truth, the existence, or the reliability of something without any absolute proof that you're right in doing so. Please understand this. When I believe something, it changes everything about how I approach a situation. You, you, you've, never, you've never seen gravity, but you believe in it. You've never seen oxygen, yet you believe in it because you're still breathing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've never seen two tectonic plates collide, yet you see the results of that in what we call the mountains. You've never seen God, yet you believe. Because I've got evidence. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The reason I believe is because I've looked over my life and I've realized that there was no way that I could have made it through any of the hell that I had been through except there was a God. I don't need you to do no scientific, I don't need you to prove nothing. I believe, and because I believe, it changes how I live. Please understand, when you believe something, it changes how you approach the situation. What was this? When you get a driver's license, you're not the government. You're not the governor. You're not the commissioner of the Department of Motor Vehicles. You just have to believe that that little license that they gave you actually gives you the right to drive a car and not have to worry about making sure you're up under the speed limit and you're doing everything just right so you don't look suspicious. As if you're not supposed to be driving. So when you're driving, you drive with confidence because you've got licensure that says you can drive. You've never seen what backs the United States dollar. All you've seen is a green piece of paper that they say, listen, this note is good, and, and you got to take our word for it. And when you go to the restaurant, when you go to the store, you put your money up there, and, and you don't worry about whether or not they're going to say, you know what, ain't enough gold back in this. Ain't, ain't nothing back in this. Who's back in this? Are you here? Say when I have say when I believe it changes how I approach something. Please understand. When you get a job, you don't know them folk. You don't really know whether or not they're going to keep their word. 
and you'll sit there and work for two weeks and three weeks and not get a dime. But you believe that when that third week come around, they're going to give me my money. So it changes the way you work. You work with a smile now. God bless you. Because you believe that they're going to honor what they said. You're not here. The problem most saints got is that they don't do the same thing with God. Please understand. I don't know about you, but God is reliable. And his credit's real good with me. No late page. You'll believe in the government. You'll believe in your employer. You'll believe in some little piece of paper with your picture on it that they call a license. You'll believe in all of that. And yet for most saints, believing God is hard. If you trusted him last time, something happened. What's so hard about now? Go to John, go to John 21, 25. John 21, 25. Watch, watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, he's going somewhere. Uh, watch this. To believe, to have confidence in the truth, the existence, or the reliability of something. Although without absolute proof that one is right in doing so. I says, John 21, 25. Watch this. I says, say, God is reliable. Please understand. Your friends, I know you think they're 100%. And they're going to be there every time and every day. And when something goes wrong. But I think it's a few folk that found out sometimes your friends are nowhere to be found. And you're standing there by yourself trying to figure out how this thing is going to work out. I think there's some folk that found out that, yes, you love folk, but folk can't always be depended on. But I think there's a few folk that found out God is reliable. I can depend on him. John 21, 25. Look at what it says. Also, there are many other things Jesus did, which if they had written one by one, I suppose there wouldn't even be enough books in the world to contain it. God said, the reason I told you and the reason I let them write all the stuff that I did is so that you had proof of my reliability. This Bible is just not a book for you to read and look at some stories like you in kids church or something. This book is for you to look and say, wait a minute, if he did it for Abraham, if he did it for Isaac, if he did it for Jacob, if he brought Jonah out that if God did it for them way back then, what's different now? This is God's credit report. And he says, when you start doubting me, you better get and look at my report and see what I've been doing throughout history. I, 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 I says, say belief equals faith. I said, God has given each of us a measure of faith. I says, and I've taught you extensively about faith, but let me just go here. Faith is the ability to see what everybody else does not see. It's the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things everybody else didn't see. 
Does somebody say evidence? Now, now, evidence only comes from the scene of an occurrence. You don't get evidence from somewhere nothing happened. No, 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 no. You, you're missing this. You only get evidence where some activity went down. You only get evidence where something has already transpired and something has already happened. When I believe what I'm saying is, God, I'm not expecting you. You're getting ready to do something. I realize it's already been done for me. And the evidence is. Uh, it takes God to believe God. Go to Romans 12 and 3. I'm about through. Romans 12 and 3. I, I just want to talk today. That's all right. I'm going to preach real hard next service, though, but I'm going to talk to y'all. Watch this. Everybody else doesn't know why you're still believing God for that thing because you're operating in faith. And faith means, obviously, you don't have evidence because you didn't go investigate like I investigated. No, you, 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 you. The reason that you got to sometimes step out on faith and belief and ain't nobody else going to be out there believing with you is because they didn't go to the same crime scene you went to. Uh, where I tell you go, Romans what? Ready, read. Stop, 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 stop. God says, when I formed you in your mother's womb, I dealt you faith. Because I knew life was going to throw you some stuff that in your own ability you wouldn't have the strength to believe. I knew life was going to present you with some circumstances you weren't going to have the ability to believe. So what I did is when I formed you, I gave you the ability to believe. I gave you the ability to have faith before you ever got here. That is the reason why even when you were, can I get this at mature, this 9 a.m.? That why when you were in your mother's birth canal and when you were being interjected into your mother, you beat a million before you even got here. You, you're not understanding what I'm saying. God says, I put faith in you while you were still a sperm. And that's how you were able to outswim the rest of them jokers because I gave you the ability to believe. That's why you couldn't be aborted. That's why. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. What got most people out of their junk in scripture wasn't just the goodness and mercy of God. I says. Go to Matthew 9. It was their ability to believe when current circumstances didn't give them much reason to do so. Hear, hear, hear me. Hear me. What got most folk healed during the ministry of Jesus was not just his goodness and mercy. 
it was their ability to believe even when their circumstances gave them no reason to. Touch your neighbor say, I know what your circumstances are saying. But what are you believing? I says, that is the reason why every week I get up in here and tell you, I said, we don't participate in the recession. We live in the kingdom. And so I don't care what's going on. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Why? Because I believe that the book said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. By I'm not studying what they're doing on Wall Street, what they're doing on Pennsylvania Avenue. That's nice. But that ain't got nothing to do with me. I live in a different kingdom with a different government. I didn't get no certificate of that. I choose to believe that. Do you realize you can be sitting in the middle of Denver in a spring blizzard, but your mind can have you in the middle of the Bahamas sitting on the beach. I said, God's question to us is if I set you in a valley of dry bones, Ezekiel, what are you going to choose to believe? Uh, I told you I'm just talking. Matthew 9, go to 22. Watch this. What I tell you, it was not just goodness and mercy that God folk healed. Watch this. Matthew 9, 22, watch it. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith, underline it, has made you well. He did not say, I made you well. He said, your belief made you well. You're not hearing what I'm saying. He did not say, I did it because I liked you and I wanted to get He said, it was your belief that made this happen. And God says, I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself. When I form you, I'm going to give you the ability to believe. You just read the book. The book said, I've dealt each one the measure of faith. And that woman was made well from that hour. Why? Because she believed. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. They were there, and they were there to eulogize this little girl. Everybody had given up on this little girl. That's why they had the musicians there, because they were playing to, to, to eulogize her. They were getting ready to say, she's gone on, she's going to be with the Lord, she's it's over. And they ridiculed Jesus at the fact that he even suggested that what they thought it was, it wasn't. And that's the problem with some saints is God is trying to tell you your stuff ain't as worse as you keep making it. And you need to quit ridiculing God by worrying. Uh, he said, make room for the girl in dead. She's sleeping. Verse 25, but when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl rose, and the report of this went into out into all the land. Uh, 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 says, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe? <laughs> 
that I'm able to do this. You spend a lot of time praying, but you ain't spending enough time believing. You spend a lot of time complaining, but you ain't spending enough time believing. You spend a lot of time crying and having tears in the middle of the night trying to add stuff up and figure out how it's going to work. But you ain't doing enough time believing. God's question to you is not whether or not you did everything right. His question is, do you believe I can handle this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your Not my goodness and mercy, not my favor even. He said, according to your faith, according to your belief. That's what got you out of this. Watch this. And their eyes were open and Jesus sternly warned them saying, see that no one knows this. Watch this. Your belief with God is not a public thing. And as long as you keep trying to get co-signers to believe with you, you're going to be disappointed. Jesus said, don't you tell nobody that I did this. Don't let nobody know this for several reasons. But one of the reasons was, he said, because you'll let folk talk you out of what I've already done. Your faith fixed the situation the moment you believe, but you'll let somebody talk you out of it. Bishop, how can they talk you out of it? Because sometimes it takes time for what you believe for to manifest. And if you start trying to get everybody to co-sign, they'll start talking you out of what God said. What proves your belief is what you do daily, especially in trouble. Watch this, watch this. Trouble is simply a time to exercise what you've been taught. It's real quiet in this cathedral of the Holy Ghost. Trouble is simply the opportunity for you to exercise what you've been learning. What good is it talking faith, coming to church, getting the word, listening to CDs, praying? What good is all of that if you never get to use it? And where you really have to use it is right in the middle of hell. That's when you got to use it. Right when a storm hits your life, you got to wait a minute. I believe. And in case I forget, let me go look at God's credit report because it's been real good. What's this? Well, I says, go, go, go to 2 Corinthians 10. Uh, We're going we to go around the Bible a little bit. 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. Go to verse 15. Watch this. Well, I say, trouble is simply a time for you to exercise what you've been taught. What good would it be? To go to the gym all the time and work out and do all that and buy clothes that's eight and eleven times too big what you wear. Tell somebody say that's a mess. 
I said 2 Corinthians 10, 15. Watch it. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith is increased, we shall be enlarged by you. Watch this. God gives you daily opportunities for your faith to be increased. And the reason that it seems like some days you can have a fantastic day and the next day it's like everything is busted loose is because God is saying, I need you to develop your faith. And when the day was good, that's when you were supposed to be in the gym training. And the reason it feels so hard now is because you didn't go train while you were going through, well, while the time was good. And so when something negative came, your faith wasn't strong enough to get you through. The Lord, Peter, uh, uh, the Lord says to Peter, he says, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. But he said, I prayed for you. And he said, you want to know what I prayed? I prayed your faith wouldn't fail you. He didn't say I prayed to get you out. He said, I prayed that you're going to believe through this thing. God said, I'm, I, just quit asking me to get out. He said, my prayer for you is that your faith don't fail you. Faith don't fail me now. Well, uh, developing your faith is like developing a muscle. You work it out daily with small stuff. So when something large comes, you're already ready already. But if you only work your faith once a month, when something comes your way, you're going to be hollering and crying and screaming, and Lord, get me out, and Lord, I don't know how this happened, and Lord, Lord, Lord. And the Lord is saying, my prayer for you is your faith don't fail you. My intercession to the Father for you is, Lord, please don't let their faith fail them. You gave them the ability when you formed them in their mother's womb to believe. So they need to quit talking about it. it's too hard. It is not too hard because I gave them the ability to do it. God's question to you is do you believe I can handle this? Go, 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 go to Mark 9. So if your faith can be increased, that must mean that it's got to be increased through practice. Which means that you should begin to use your faith on a daily basis with little stuff. I think I told you several Wednesdays ago, one of the things I used to do to develop my faith is I said, Lord, get me up at such and such time. And without fail, the next day I got up at such and such time. To the point to where I didn't even need to depend on that alarm clock because, you know, them jokers don't be working anyhow. You know how you try to reset it after it go off to give yourself a few extra minutes? I did that today. That joker sure didn't come back on. So Satan the Lord rebuke you. Watch this. You develop your faith with small stuff. So when something large comes, you know what to do. And you ain't ripping and running and scared running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I already know what to do because I've been training. Uh, 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 says. Mark 9, uh, go to verse 20. Watch this. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Now, you know he got issues. 
Anytime somebody's convulsing and foaming at the mouth, uh, that's up more than some a doctor can help. You need Jesus for that. Watch it. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And God's question to you is, how long you've been dealing with this same thing? How long you've been dealing with this unbelief? How long you've been dealing with this wavering? He says, since he was a kid. And often he's thrown both into the fire and the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Watch this. This little boy had been thrown in the fire and been thrown in water. And his daddy comes up to Jesus and he says, listen, it's been real rough. So if you can do something, that'd be nice. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 23. Jesus said to him, it's not if I can do anything. See, the question ain't if for me. The only if exists on your end. Uh, look at what he says. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. What I says? I says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But can you help my unbelief? Talked about this before. He, he says, God, Lord, 80% of me thinks you can. But because this has been going on for so long in my child's life, and it's been going on for so long, and we've been through the storm and the rain, and we've been through hell. Because it's been so long, there's part of me that doesn't think you can. And so what I need you to do is, please understand, is, is I believe, but help that 20% of me that don't. And the only reason I don't is because it's been going on for so long. And I've convinced myself this is as good as it gets. I've convinced myself that this is the way my son's going to be all his life. Matter of fact, I've even, I've even adjusted to it to the point to where I adjust to it. I figure he's going to throw himself in the fire at about 7, so we just go out, the whole family go out, and we cook, and we have barbecue outside. Because we've adjusted to dysfunction. And the reason it was so hard for him to believe because what did the book say? I've dealt to each one the measure of faith. The reason it was so hard for him to believe was because he had been in it for so long, he couldn't see himself out of it. He'd been messed up for so long, he could not see himself out of it. He'd been mean for so long, he couldn't see himself being nice. He had been single for so long, he couldn't see himself in a relationship. He'd been broke for so long, he couldn't see himself having anything. And so when the Lord shows up, all he's got to say is, if you can do something. 
And God's response is, who who, do you think you? If I can do something, I was the same God that stepped into nothing and made everything. I I was the same God that put the stars where they're at. I was the same God that brought land out of the water. I was the same God that made a monkey a monkey. I was the same God that made a zebra a zebra. I was the same God that kept you out of that car accident. I'm the same God that got you through all of that. And now you're talking about if? I was the same God that breathed out of my nostrils and spread the Red Sea. I'm the same God that fed them with manna from heaven. I'm the same God that did all of that. And you're wondering whether or not my credit's good? As if these are fairy tales. He says, I believe, but can you help? My unbelief? Here's what he did. And you hear me joke about this often. Here's what he did. He says, Lord, I turn this over to you. Because I've been trying stuff all this time and ain't none of it worked. Twelve steps to this, four steps to this, three steps to a turnaround, two steps to a new day, all that. And tried all that, and none of that has worked. He said, so what I do is I give you the 80% that believes, and I also give you the 20% that does it. In other words, what in essence was he saying? Lord, I cast this care on you. Because you care for me. And you would not have showed up around here unless you planned on fixing this. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God would not show up in your life unless he had intentions on fixing your junk. He wouldn't have saved you from that car accident unless he had intentions on fixing your junk. He wouldn't have got you off of that case that should have been locking you up for years unless he had intentions. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, He rebuked the unclean spirit and said, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter no more. And the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became one as dead so that many people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples said, why couldn't we do that? He said, because this kind only comes with prayer. And fasting. What, 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 what was he was saying? Jesus was saying, the only way you get through this is that you've given me your unbelief. And when did you do it? When you prayed and when you fasted. I told you I'm just talking. You getting this? Uh, I said, uh, uh, I said, tell somebody say if. You you, you want to know what counsels, cancels out rather your belief? It's every time you allow there to be an if. Every time there is an if, in essence what you're doing is denying the Lord's credit. You're denying his reputation. 
And when you deny him, a lot of saints get mad at him when nothing happens. I don't know how this happened. I don't believe this. I, I don't know. And God is saying, you were the one that wouldn't believe. And it wasn't that hard. I gave you the ability to believe when I formed you in your mama's womb. That's why you could come out of the womb as a little kid and play that game. That's my car. Ain't got a license, don't know how to drive, don't know, can't even reach the pedals. And you're talking about, that's my car. And you were serious about that thing. Who keeps introducing if into your life? Who every time you talk to him, you were full of faith, and now you just, you doubt, you doubt, and you want to see it now. you like Thomas. I need to touch his hands. I need to touch his side. Matter of fact, I don't need to see DNA records, too, because I, let's go on, Maury. You are not the father. You know, I need to. Well, I says, say, Bishop, what cancels my belief? Number one, unforgiveness. Believe. Jesus said, how can your father in heaven forgive you if you won't forgive your neighbor? To forgive means I release the feeling of resentment. I release trying to punish them with this feeling. Because it ain't hurting them no how. If you have unforgiveness towards somebody, it's proof you don't believe. Quiet. Ain't no runners that nine. Number two, unfaithfulness is proof you don't believe. The problem with some saints is they do stuff in reverse order. When they're really going through, they stop coming to church as if that's going to fix what they're going through. That's stuck on something, the opposite of smart. I'm just, I'm just so tired. I just, you know, I'm going through so much right now. I'm just going to take a break. Are you out of your mind? Are you Looney Tunes? Unfaithfulness is proof you don't believe. Somebody said be faithful. Refusing to honor that which you believe. Uh, Go to Matthew 13. I'm through Matthew 13. I told you I'm just talking. And if you can't be here next service, I encourage you to stay because it's going to be a powerful, powerful word that kind of goes inside it and it works with this. Matthew 13, go to 54. Watch this. Where's your driver's license? In your wallet. Some of y'all. Some of y'all is probably somewhere buried in your purse next to your makeup and all the rest of the stuff, next to your utility bill, next to your Excel bill and all that at the bottom. It's got makeup on it. You can't even make your face out. But for the rest of us, it's in our wallets. <laughs> I know I'm in the Kool-Aid. But that's right. Some of y'all now, you won't even look down because you don't want nobody to think it's in your purse. That's just You honor your driver's license because you believe it's important. 
Well, your birth certificate. Now, again, this may be one of those things where some of you probably don't know. It's probably locked up in some file in somebody's attic, Big Mama Nim's attic. You don't even know if you who you're real. You know, you don't know what's going on because you ain't got that. What's this? What's this? You honor your social security card and your birth certificate by protecting it because you believe it to be important. Why is it then that you don't take this and honor this as if it's important? The book said, I've heard your word in my heart that I might not sin again. I honor what it is I believe. Since I believe the words in this book, I honor them. And I honor them by meditating on them. You quoting what you heard somebody on TV say, not what you read in the book. What you make happen for God, God will make happen. That ain't in the book. You're not hearing what I'm saying. What, what, what's this? What's this? What's this? Matthew 13, where'd you go? 54. When he had come into his own country, watch this, he taught them in their synagogues so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and mighty works? Watch this. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not Mary, his mother, called Mary? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? In other words, they said, it's impossible for us to believe him because we think we're equal to him. Beware of folks that always tell you they knew you back then. Because they will be the biggest introducers of if to your life. But where are folk you used to run with that stop? I said, so they were offended at him. Who does he think he is? Who? Don't he work down at Joe's Nim carpentry shop? Watch this. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Watch it. He didn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. As long as this word is common to you and you just think it's another book, you don't even, you just toss it around, you throw it around, you just, you don't even treat it like, you don't even treat it like it's, a, as long as this is common to you, it's proof of your unbelief. As long as taking notes or getting the CD is something you may do, but you don't want to wait no long line, you've made this common. And as long as this is common to you, the book said he's not going to do, not that he can't. He's just choosing not to do many great things because of unbelief. Bishop, how, how, what do you mean not honoring, uh, not honoring that which I believe? Because if you're worried now about something you saw, it's proof of your unbelief. 
You're real spiritual, but your neighbor came in here worried about an envelope they got in the mail that had some particular person on it. They ain't even opened it yet. It's still sitting on their dining room table. Say, Bishop, what affirms my belief? If I continue on course as if no external circumstance has occurred, that affirms my belief. So when they say we're laying you off, when they say we're leaving, when they're saying you ain't doing this, when they say you're overdrawn, when they say all of that, you keep going as if what they said is non-existent. When external circumstances present themselves against you, proof of your belief is that I continue as if I never even heard that. Because since I walk by faith, what I believe, and not by what I see, I'm going to continue speaking faith. I'm going to continue giving. I'm going to continue serving. I'm going to continue praying. I'm going to keep coming to church. Matter of fact, I'm going to increase him. I'm going to increase what I'm doing because proof of my belief is I saw this, but I choose not to believe it. Everybody stand to your feet. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.